Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll enjoy. I just had such a stirring in my spirit this week. You know, we have been under, how can I say it, a cultural, uh, there's been a, a cultural attack against the church. Not just last year, but it's been a slow process, an ongoing thing uh, over the last years, in fact. And, uh, you know, at times we can look around and say, you know, what is the answer? Well, I know, I know what God is stirring in me. I know, I know what He's saying to me. And, uh, you know, I just want us to be aware. First of all, we need to be aware uh, that culturally we're de- dealing with some things and uh, just realize that uh, it takes intentionality and focus to overcome what has been a slow eroding in culture, especially toward the church. And, of course, you know, it culminated last year with everything being shut down and, and all that's been going on. But, you know, it started before that. I mean, I, know, I began to notice it years ago when, when uh, even youth sports. Say, I love you, Brother Scotty. Began to not only have their stuff going on during the week, but guess what? They began to then extend it to Saturday and Sundays. And I know, you know, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying, you know, my kids grew up playing youth sports, but, you know, Sunday was set apart. We didn't do it. They didn't do it. And so it was not a a temptation we had to deal with. And I'm not saying that if you ever take a Sunday off, you know, you're going to hell. That's not what I'm saying. You, you know, you get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if we aren't careful, we're going to bring up, we're going to raise a whole generation that doesn't go to church and are being taught there are other, a lot of other things that are more important. And uh, I just know we've got to be intentional. Intentional in our focus in these days. Because we're going to wake up one day and realize that we've lost a generation if we aren't careful. Now, I don't believe that's going to happen. And I'll tell you why. Because there's a counter move of the Spirit. And they're not just stirred up on Sunday. They are out in the, <clears throat> they're out in the parks worshiping. I said they're out in the parks worshiping God. They're on the streets worshiping God. They're at the fairgrounds worshiping God like we did Friday night. And so where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. But we've got to have an awareness to stand and I think the greatest counter move of of things that need to happen are this it doesn't necessarily need to be programs it doesn't need to be this or that it needs to be a genuine move of the Holy Spirit the fire of God the passion of God the worship of God a genuine move of God's Spirit that will draw them in And, uh, you know, I was thinking about the book of Acts this week. And, you know, 
the book of Acts really is entitled and should be entitled the work of the Holy Spirit through the church. Because if you take the Holy Spirit, take Holy Spirit out of the book of Acts, what do you got left? Nothing at all. And while churches are intentionally moving away from the moving of the Holy Spirit, I say the counter move is we don't move away from the moving of the Holy Spirit. We move even more intentionally toward it. It is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. And so I'm just announcing today that, that we are intentionally moving toward a supernatural kingdom, a more involvement in a supernatural kingdom, a more involvement in the moving of the Holy Spirit, not just on Sundays, but seven days a week. The Christian life was never meant to be lived apart from interaction with the Holy Spirit. Never. It was never be meant to be lived in men's programs and trying to figure it out in all of their wisdom. And so I am calling us to stretch today. I am calling us to be intentionally aware of what has happened in culture over the last years. And what has culminated in 2020 as an all-out assault from the pit of hell toward the move of God. But I am standing and I am declaring and I am boldly proclaiming the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. It will not happen in Jesus' name. And I want to know if there are some people in the house today who will say, as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. If you are, if that's you, I want you to stand up and give him five seconds of praise in this house. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes. We say yes yes to the moving of the Spirit of the living God. I tell you what, stand up with me just another minute. When Ezekiel prophesied to those dry bones. (laughs) Man, oh man, this is not my notes. It's in God's notes. When he prophesied to those dry bones, he didn't try to put together a program. He didn't try to figure out on his own. He said, dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. And then the wind, the ruach, the the moving of God's spirit. It is the moving of God's spirit that brings life. It is the moving of God's spirit that calls us up. It is the moving of the spirit of God that the church must embrace and not run away from. Can somebody say yes? Yes. And those dry bones begin to rattle. And they begin to make a noise. And a sound was heard. I am declaring and I am decreeing the sound of praise, the sound of worship, the sound of the glory of God shall once again be heard. And it shall begin among His people. For those who will say yes, one more time, give God a shout of praise in this house. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
I want you to say it with me this morning. Come wind. Come breath of God. Blow upon the bones. Cause us. Cause your church. Cause this nation to live again. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. In Jesus' name, we say yes. Now give him praise in this house. Yes, 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 yes. You can be seated for a minute. You know, here's what happens. And I pray for a revelation. Because I have been hesitant to, to talk about some of this for a while. But when I see things happening, we drift into a spiritual coma. And while some things happen suddenly last year, they happen gradually over years. And, you know, we just kind of drift into a place of spiritual unconsciousness. And we kind of sleepwalk through everything that God is doing around us. And we begin to miss things that God wants to do. And I am declaring those days are over. I prophesied, I believe, and, and just when I say prophesied, I believe I, I, I prayerfully prophesied, predicted that before all of this was over, that the devil was going to shoot himself in the foot, the enemy was going to be exposed, and the righteous would rise. I'm standing by it. Final chapter hadn't been written yet. Mm-mm-mm. For just a few minutes, turn with me to John 4. I've preached out of here before, but I've got a different perspective on it today. John chapter 4. You know this story. Jesus, he leaves Judea and he departed again into Galilee. And you need to underline this next verse in your Bible. It says, He must needs, he must needs go through Samaria. He must needs go through Samaria. He comes to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. Then cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. How interesting that the word of the Lord that was given this morning talked about the water. Hmm. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me to ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that gives it to you, and who it is that says to you, Give me drink, then you would have asked of him, and he would, give you, he would have given you living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Oh, boy, that'll preach right there. 
Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go and call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, You've well said, I have no husband. For you have five husbands. And he, and, and though, uh, he who you are now with is not your husband. In that you said truly. And the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour comes. When you shall neither worship, neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem, worship the Father. By the way, in Jesus' name, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Israel will be victorious. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. We stand with Jerusalem. We stand with Israel. Israel is the apple of God's eye. That's His word. So neither here in Jerusalem... You don't worship, you, know, you worship what you know not. We know, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. The woman said unto Him, I know that Messiah cometh, who is called Christ. And when He has come, He will tell us all things. And Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am He. And upon... And upon this his, uh, came his disciples and marveled, marveled that he talked with this woman. I'm telling you, we are coming into a season of marveling. Things are going to happen for you, not just in here, but outside of these walls that will cause people to marvel. Is anybody else saying, that's my word, I want that. For that. I'm telling you, it's time again, once again. For people who gather by the well, by the spring, by that place of water to once again begin to marvel. As they sit in that chair and you cut their hair. As you are riding and driving them in your automobile. As you are painting that picture. As you are taking photographs. As you are sitting in that restaurant and suddenly the server comes. And in the midst of that, the word of the Lord, hear me, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord is not just for service on Sunday morning. The word of the Lord begins to stir up in you and says, talk to them. Marvel. Marvel. Wow, marveled. They marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and saith to the men, Come see a man who, which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? They went out of the city, came unto him. Oh, and if we read the rest of the story, you know it. Before it's over, 
a revival breaks out. Listen, folks. Ministry of any type was never meant to happen without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, there's virtually no Christian life. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is dry, monotonous, and mundane. Without the Holy Spirit, our labor is draining and wearisome. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no fellowship with God. Without the Holy Spirit, one of two things will happen. A church and churches will morph into a social club or they'll morph into religious bondage. Neither of which are what the church is supposed to be. The truth is there's no revelation without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, Scripture, even Scripture can become lethal. Hear me. The letter kills. The letter kills. But, but, the Spirit, what? Gives life. There is no vision without the Holy Spirit. There is no joy without Him. There is no peace without Him. And there is no freedom without the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's this scripture, everybody knows that scripture that says, the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there's freedom. Well, you know, I got to thinking about that, and here's a question. Well, if God is everywhere, how many of you believe God's everywhere? Well, then... Okay, then, that, then, then there ought to be freedom everywhere. But how many of you know you can go in places that there's not freedom? Stay with me. I want to amplify this. Because you can go, you can go and, ch- listen, I promise you, and I'm not castigating any other group. I'm just saying, you can go in plenty of places this morning, and there's no freedom. It's a religious institution. And I don't care what the name is attached to them, whether it's charismatic or Catholic or Baptist or whatever. I'm just saying, but if God's Spirit's everywhere and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Well, let me give you a better translation of that verse that will help you understand it. Here's a clear translation. Now, the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. Watch this. And wherever, I'm telling you, this will bring revelation to you. Wherever He is, oh, come on, church. Wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. It is time once again, like it was in the book of Acts, for the Holy Spirit to be Lord so that freedom fully flows through the church of the living God. Can I get an amen in this house? Where the Spirit is Lord, there is liberty and there is freedom. Why don't you go ahead and give God a clap offering of praise? Yes! So we're crying out for the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. Wherever the Spirit is Lord, that's where there is freedom. Where he is welcomed as supreme in authority. 
then that is where you will find freedom. I want to give you a couple of things today that I got as I looked at this. And we're talking about a supernatural uh, kingdom. Jesus, first of all, first point I want to glean from this is this. Jesus was led by the Spirit. We are supposed to be Spirit-led. How many of you are born-again, Spirit-filled believers? Say, that's me. Then we're supposed to be Spirit-led. That ought to be a given. That's fundamental. Jesus was led by the Spirit. And here's a point I want you to get. If Jesus isn't led by the Spirit, this story doesn't take place. How many of you are glad this story's in the Bible? Boy, I am. If for no other reason, even back then, Jesus knew Brother Scotty's going to need something to preach on on that Sunday. <laughs> Glory to God. Every preacher in the house can say amen to that. But there's more to it than that. There's so much here. But if Jesus is not led by the Spirit, if He's simply going about His business, going from point A to point B to point C, if He's getting up every day and just simply going through the motions, this story never takes place. He said something, and He said something really, really powerful. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. Whose needs? It wasn't his. It was hers. And I looked up that I must needs. And here's what it means. It is necessary as binding. Behooved. In other words, when you're behooved, that, that's more than just a normal, uh, I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that. No, uh-uh. That says more to me than that. When I'm behooved to do something and I'm led in a certain direction, I know that there's something on the inside of me that's saying I must needs. It means behooved. Be. Be meet, must, need, ought, should. A primary verb, to bind in various applications, literally or figuratively. And listen to this. Be in bonds, knit, tie with, and watch this, wind. Hallelujah. Wind, whoever thought I must needs the wind. It's almost to me as if Jesus is saying the wind of the Spirit. The wind of the Spirit is stirring me. We have gotten lulled into a time and into a season. And listen, don't misinterpret this. I thank God for the United States of America. I thank God for our government. But I got news for you. We get lulled into our marching orders. Say, I love you, Brother Scotty. Our marching orders got to come from the throne via the Holy Spirit. Led by the Spirit, the wind. Jesus is saying, yep, I know this is out of the way. 
I know this is not what everybody else is doing. And I'm sure, I'm just speculating in this, but I'm sure the disciples were like, what are we going to go there for? Got to be kidding me. Jesus was led by the Spirit. And without that, this story does not take place. Here's my point. There are stories that are still waiting to be written. God is not through writing stories yet. Yeah, I read this story this week and it just jumped out at me. In 1981, there was a, a pediatrician and there was a premature, a baby that was prematurely uh, born. Miranda, you'll, you'll identify with this so much. The baby weighed three pounds, right at three pounds. And uh, born early. And that pediatrician just, he just took such a, an interest in that child. He worked with that child. And ultimately, he saved that child's life. Got him through, got, got the child through all that, that was there. It took a lot of time and a lot of effort. That was in 1981, a 3.2-pound premature baby boy. He worked day and night and did all that had to go into that, all the care personally attended to that child. Well, in 2011, that same pediatrician was in a very, very serious car wreck and was pinned in the car. And the car began to burn. A paramedic showed up, got him out of that car, Saved his life. It was that baby. I'm telling you, whew, there are stories still to be written. Let me ask you a question. How different would your story be and my story be if somebody somewhere had not said, I must needs go through Samaria. I don't know about you. Well, I guess I do, really, because you like me. I'm glad somebody came to this boy, Samaria. Is there anybody in this house that would say, God, thank you that somebody came to my Samaria. Somebody came to that divorce court. Somebody came to that hospital room. Somebody, somebody came because the ruah, the wind, that same wind that blew upon those dry bones sent somebody my way. And there was this, I'm glad, listen, I'm glad that preacher's wife, that Baptist preacher's wife, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. Pulled her car over the side of the road and picked up a little boy named Scotty living above a convenience store with his mama. And his daddy was in jail. And the preacher's wife pulled over and picked him up and took him to church. Oh, 
Hallelujah. Thank God that somebody came to your Samaria. Thank God. Oh, man. Oh. How many missionaries are on the field? How many elders are praying? How many prayer warriors are there? How many men and women of God? How many of you have a family because somebody came through your Samaria? Thank God for that, but there are more stories still to be written. More stories still to be written. Mm, mm, mm. Where was I? It was in Samaria, wasn't it? Jesus was led by the Spirit. And I remind you again, God is not through writing stories. This story happened because Jesus was Spirit-led. You're anointed like Jesus in that you are anointed to be a kingdom-building barrier breaker. Brother Scott, are you talking about me? Yes, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. Listen, it cannot be a bunch of superstar preachers that are going to turn this nation around and embrace It's going to be the body of Christ. It's going to be us rising up in faith. It's going to be you and I. People in the highways, people in the byways. People who will say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. People who will line up and go to the voting booth. People who will say, I will not be intimidated. I will not stop until I see righteousness and healing rise in this land. You're anointed. You're called. You're appointed. You are a kingdom-building barrier breaker. And Jesus broke so many barriers in this story. He broke that gender barrier. You know, I've heard sermons on the woman at the well, but I've never heard anybody ever amplify on this because we look at it and we think, my goodness, man, what a lie. She's been divorced five times. And the guy she's with now is not her husband. Well, the truth of the matter is this. Of those five divorces, she probably had very little say in any of them. Because of the patriarchal system that was in place. Go back and read the story of the woman caught in adultery that the religious leaders were going to stone. Well, my question is, where's the guy? Now, I, I, I ought to get some real good encouragement from the ladies this week. <laughs> Hate mail from the guys and love from the ladies. She had very little say-so in that. And I'm going to tell you something. Jesus, because he was led by the Spirit, I'm getting out of the light. Listen, this light, I appreciate it. Man, these guys are trying to do such a great job to get you online and, and be able to bless you. But I'm telling you, may Jesus be the center of it all. <laughs> and that's, I know it, that's great. Will, you guys are doing a great job. They can't. I'm wandering all over the place. There aren't enough lights to keep me in check. <laughs> and they are so great. They work with me. They love me. He broke the gender barrier just by sitting and talking to her. Man, a rabbi's not going to do that. Not going to happen. 
Jesus sits down at that well and begins to have a conversation with her. He breaks the gender barrier, but I'll tell you something else that he did that's powerful as well. And he mentioned this in the story when he said, you know, salvation is of the who? The Jews. In fact, he had not yet allowed his disciples to go to the Gentiles. Message hadn't been preached to them yet, and he hadn't given them the authority to do so. It wasn't even time for that to happen. But because he was led by the Spirit, oh man, and because he sent something, it's like that same story where he was in the crowd, and that woman comes up and touches the hem of his garment. And Jesus stops and says, who touched me? Who touched you? You in a crowd like this? And you want to know who touched you? He said, no, somebody pulled virtue out of me. But if you'll just have to allow me to take a step of faith on this and just declare unto you, this woman had a heart for God. She had hunger. She had desire. There was something in her that wanted more. Jesus sensed it. He knew it. He was led by the Spirit of God. He must needs go through Samaria. And in that instant, she began to pull something out of him that was going to be prophetically released that wasn't going to happen for everybody else for a while yet. I hope you're connecting the dots on this because I got news for you. I am staying at his feet. I am drawing on him. I am saying, Lord, I don't know what's coming down the road, but I got news for you, Father. This guy, he doesn't want to wait for the rest of the Gentiles to hear the message. I'm saying, Lord, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. And whatever I can do to draw it out of you, I am making myself available. And the Word got... He ended up spending a two-day revival before he even released the, the disciples to preach to the Gentiles. I'm going to tell you something. Desire, hunger... Openness will pull the resources of heaven to, to your disposal. She drew something out of him that wasn't even released for everybody else yet. And the whole town got blessed. Jesus broke the gender barrier. He broke the cultural barrier. He broke the racial barrier. We've been hearing a lot about race and all this stuff. I got news for you. Where the Spirit is Lord, there's freedom. God's Spirit can do more to break down all of the racial division in one hour than all of the government stuff can do in a lifetime. Just get me in the Spirit of God. Just get me, come on church, get me in the presence of God. Get me in the glory of God. Red and yellow, black and white. 
And let's worship our God. Let's get in his presence. Let's hear from heaven. I watched Friday night out at the fairgrounds. And you know, what we have in here makes probably a little different. We're multicultural. We got folks from all different kind of races. And so, you know, it's not, what, it's not always that way on Sunday mornings in a lot of places. They got to do it the way they want to do it. But this is our house. This is how we do it. This is who we are. We're family. It's always going to be that way. And ain't no devil in hell going to stop it. We got out there Friday night, and let me tell you, there was every race you could think of. Worshiping God, ministering together on the stage, watching them fall out, out in the open at the fairgrounds. Folks, it's time for the Holy Spirit to rule and reign again. There was no racial division. There was no strife. We were all one in the Spirit. And I got news for you. When we come under the lordship of the Holy Spirit, there is one race, the human race. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Jesus dealt with all of that. It looks like I'm just going to be able to get to one point today. Glory to God. Made a lot of points in that one point. <laughs> He broke the racial barrier. Spirit of God can do more to heal racial division in an instant than all the schemes and plans of man can do in a lifetime. You know, I, I, I pray that, that all of us, I'll just, I'll just tell you what the other two points are, and at some point I'll be able to expound on them. Jesus, first of all, Jesus was led by the Spirit. Number two, Jesus moved in the supernatural. And then number, number three, he used his gifts to serve. Boy, there is a lot of stuff I need to say about both of these. Uh, you know, our gifts and our giftings are never about making a name for ourselves. Never. What happens in here? Listen, when you come in this house, I'm just declaring it and I'm proclaiming it. It's this way, it's been this way, and it'll always be this way. There's one superstar and it ain't me. Come on. I said there's one superstar and it ain't me. Actually, there's three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you rule and reign and you lift up the name of Jesus. You cause us to magnify His name. Amen. And even the gifts that He gives. Watch this. Our gifts of service. Amen. You know, I don't know if you ever read John chapter 1. But we just read John chapter 4. But in John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. All things were created by Him. Without Him, was nothing was created. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. 
glory of the Father. Now, you know, just to my little simple mind, when I read John chapter 1, seems to me like Jesus was a pretty big deal. Can I get an amen? Pretty important fella. That's who he was in John chapter 1. All eternity past, he's with the Father. Seated at his right hand. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pretty big deal, huh? That's John chapter 1. In John chapter 4, he says, I must needs go through Samaria. Why? Because there's one. I got, a, I got an appointment. Oh, you're going to speak to thousands, Jesus? You're going to speak to millions? You're going on TV? Everybody going to know your name right off? Uh-uh. I, I must needs go through Samaria. Because I've got, I've got an appointment. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know if I'm getting this over or not. God. The God of heaven, the God of the universe, the God of creation. In John chapter 1, says, oh my heart, I must needs go through Samaria. Not to preach to thousands, but because I've got an appointment with one. A woman who's been divorced five times and is living with somebody that's not her husband now. But she's hungry for me. She's thirsty. She's thirsty. She's thirsty. And I'm going to take time. The God of the universe says I'm going to take time. And I'm going to sit out. I'm going to sit out by the well. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more than satisfy her natural thirst. I'm going to give her a drink of something that will change her life forever. None of this is possible if we're not led by the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit doesn't rule and reign, Sunday will just be Sunday. Monday will just be Monday. Another day, I tell you what, I don't want to live like that. Did you hear? You're not hearing me. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live and just go through church service. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I want us to be led by the Spirit of God. I want us to be sensitive to His voice. I want us to be willing to spend time if it's just with one person. Because that's what Jesus did. I'll, I'll finish this up the next time I'm, I'm able to share with you guys. But I'm going to tell you, folks, we live in a time when the natural things of man are not going to get it done anymore. Not going to do it. We need the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I think I'm correct, I believe next Sunday's Pentecost, I believe. Uh, it comes early this year, I think. 
But here's the thing. I'm not waiting for Pentecost Sunday to celebrate Pentecost. We ought to celebrate Pentecost in here every Sunday. Because of the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder if there's anybody else in this house who would say, Brother Scotty, I'm like that woman. I am so thirsty for a drink that the world can't give me anymore. And that even a lot of churches can't give me anymore. And that the same old, same old can't give me anymore. I'm thirsty for a move of the Spirit of the living God. And I want to join with you today and say yes to the Lordship and rulership of the Holy Spirit in this house in particular. And even more than that, and I'm asking for a commitment when we're going to be through. Not just in this house, but in my life. Lord, I thank you for everything you've done, but Lord, what are you doing? What do you want to do today? How do you want to lead me today? To be led by the Spirit. If that is you, if you will stand, I'm standing up because I am laying myself on the altar. Personally. Saying, Jesus, I want your perfect will for our lives. Not partial will. My wife's not here this morning. She's ministering to her sister today out of town. Some of you know the story. Her sister has gone through a horrific eight months husband was brutally attacked almost murdered you know David if you've been in the church here they and Sally have been here on and off through the years he pastored for many years she's ministering to her her sister today she'll be back tonight but you know I thank God for her and I'd say this if she was here but I want to say it in her absence because you know we we're in transition in our lives right now and things are not happening. How many of you know that sometimes God's plans don't unfold as fast as you wish they would? Anybody besides me? But I'm telling you more than once, and I mean she means it with all of her heart, she'll look at me and say, I want to tell you something. I don't care how old we are. None of that matters to me. I want us to be in the perfect will of God. And if she looked at me, and she's told me this more than once. She said, and if we have to live in a tent, I'd rather live in a tent and be in the will of God than a mansion out of the will of God. And she means it. When you have that kind of encouragement, then it frees you. To say, Lord, I want to be Spirit-led. Spirit, lead me. Where my borders begin to fall. Where I see opportunities where other people see obstacles. Religious people would have looked at that woman and stepped back. Jesus sat down. Watch this. Mm. None of this is even in the notes, but it's just springing up in me. Jesus sat down 
and waited. God of the universe. He waited for a divine appointment that was birthed in his spirit because he was spirit-led. It wasn't just ceremonial. Man, oh man, 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 man. I didn't know preach was going to get on me this morning. When John baptized him in water. <laughs> oh, not only was there a voice that said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. But somebody please in this house tell me what else happened. The Holy Spirit like a dove. It's time for the dove to once again descend on his church, the body of Christ. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. A dove. All right, back to what I was saying. Anybody in here hungry for something besides just going through the motions? Stand with me if that's you. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make everybody stand up. I'm just saying, folks, I'm, I'm not. I want to be where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. Jesus, lead us by your spirit. Jesus, lead us by your spirit. <clears throat> Jesus, lead us by your spirit. Holy Spirit. Lead us. And I'm, I am calling on every leader in this house. And it starts with me. And I can tell you that even my family in California, and I can tell you this son that stands behind me and his wife and their family, we have fellowshiped around this stuff. And our declaration is, we want the perfect, complete, whole will of God and nothing less. We want spirit-led, spirit-birthed living that is real, that is genuine, that is powerful, and that can come from no other source. We've laid ourselves out and we continue and will continue to lay ourselves out before Him on this behalf. Church, I'm telling you, I speak over us in Jesus' name. We sleep no longer. Arise, arise, arise. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The alarm clock has gone off. And I release into this atmosphere. I release into this house. I release into your house and into your family. I release 
the moving of the Holy Spirit. For some, it was like Ezekiel 47. There were, there were dry bones. You once lived. You once breathed. You were once full of the Spirit and life flowed out of you. But little by little by little, here a little, there a little, it began to diminish. And it began to get less. And suddenly we find ourselves asleep in a stupor. But I say in Jesus' name, wind of the Spirit. Oh my, somebody help me in this house and call it out. When somebody begin to say, wind of the Spirit blow. Wind of the Spirit blow. Wind of the Spirit blow through every fiber of our lives. Wind of the Spirit. Wind of the Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wind of the Spirit blow through this house. Wind of the Spirit blow through those who are watching. Wind of the Spirit. Oh, wind of the Spirit come again and cause the dry bones to come to life. We open our hearts and our lives and we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you want a fresh, a refreshing in your heart and in your life today, in any area, I want you to just wave at me right now and say, that's me. Boy, I am. I'm calling out. I am saying, Jesus, I am ready for a refreshing, a stirring, a pouring. I'm going to tell you what. There are things happening in the spirit realm. Listen, and I'm excited about it. And here's one of the things that I'm seeing that is so encouraging to me. It's always bothered me that we see our charismatic camps separated. You know, you got the apostolic over here, and then you got the faith people over here, and, and then you got the word people over here, and then you got this group over here, and, and then you got the grace people over here. And, and, and it's like we fight each other. It's like there's war. But I saw this week where there's going to be a meeting of the prophetic, some prophetic people, some grace people, some word people. They're going to all get together and they're going to exalt Jesus. My Lord, how awesome is that to see some of this begin to happen. Folks, listen, the reason I'm preaching this message is we are on the threshold of what I believe can be the mightiest move of God the United States has ever seen. Ever seen nothing like it. And I guarantee you, I am making a declaration. I'm not going to sleep through it. I'm not going to sleep through it. And I am saying in Jesus' name, we as a church and the body of Christ, we're not going to sleep through it. And I want to implore you prophetically to begin to do some things. Begin to find some ways. And this is happening more and more. You know, I don't know what God's plans are for, for Susan and myself and, and our family, but I can tell you this. Whenever it happens and whenever we do have a, a house again, there will be a place where God's people, I don't know how big the crowd will be, I don't know all of that, but I'm going to tell you this, you hear me. There will be a place for God's people together and worship our God and our King.
I'm not waiting for church on Sunday anymore. But you a preacher, I know. It is time to expand our horizons. Sit down by the well. Businesses in this town. Building places specifically for one thing. Just to gather and worship God. And so I implore you with all that's within me. Make room for the Lordship of the Holy Spirit in every aspect of your heart and every aspect of your life. I was walking around yesterday afternoon, walking around the apartments where we live, thinking, God, what in the world can I do? Don't have a yard. But God, what can I do? I, I want to do something. God, I want to do something. I want to worship you. God, I, want to, I don't want to just sit around and be lulled into living the rest of my life. Whatever years I've got left, God, let me spend it being spirit-led. That's the cry of my heart. I don't have all the answers, but I do know this. Holy Spirit is the most creative force you'll ever know. The most creative person you'll ever know. He will give you creative ways. Make a place. Jesus sat down at a well. And it changed a whole city. Just because He sat down at a well. If you want more, if you're crying out for more, you know, how many of you are teachers in here? Wave at me. Boy, you talk about a, you talk about a place. feel like I need to, I know I'm, I know I'm running late, but I, I feel like I need to give a word over some teachers. Would y'all come? If you teach, instruct, if you're an instructor, a teacher, an administrator, and I'm talking about in any, in any area, you might, it might be adult uh, classes. Yeah, come on up here. Y'all come up real close. <laughs> I'm trying not to fall off the stage on you. Let me have some prayer teams and some elders up here behind them. Wow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> First of all, the Lord says, be not weary in well-doing. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. <laughs> you're going to just... You got listen, I just see the Spirit of God so strong, and you're gonna help that young lady discover the gift in her she never knew she had. <laughs> and she's gonna shine. And I see I see them discovering things because all their home environments are gonna be perfect. But yet God's just gonna just blow through their life through you. Because you're gonna sit down at well. And they're going to make discoveries that are going to change their lives forever and the lives of their children. Be not weary in well-doing. It has gotten hard. It's gotten difficult. And at times, the voices that you've heard, yes, the voices that you've heard have been the wrong voices. They're the voices of 
this is wrong and that's wrong and why can't? God is saying, you're going to begin to hear a different voice. You're going to hear a different voice. It's going to echo through every fiber of your being. The Spirit of God is going to rise within you and you're going to begin to see through heaven's eyes. (laughs) And you're going to hear through heaven's ears. All right, church, help me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. You know, I want, I, know, I want another group of people to join us, and that is if you are out in public, whether it's a nurse, whether it's a doctor, uh, whether it's uh, you're, you're uh, in service or something, where you are in touch with the public on a regular basis, if that's you, if you are in a place where you are in touch with the public on a regular basis, join us real quickly. Father, I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I hear a sound in the trees. <laughs> I hear the rustling of leaves. Prepare the way of the Lord. But God is saying, first and foremost, I'm going to blow through every fiber of your being. I'm going to give you a different perspective on what you do, what you're called to do, and how you do it. You are boundary breakers. You are barrier breakers. You are those who step in places that others do not have access to. And because of that, you're going to have access to words from heaven that are going to give you just the right word at the right time, released with the right motive. I'm telling you, it's a new season. You're going to hear His voice. You're going to experience an outpouring of His Spirit. There'll be times when I will awaken you in the night with a face that will come before you. And know this, you'll be refreshed even as you refresh. (laughs) Oh, because there's been times when you felt so tired and so weary and so worn. But God is saying, I'm going to refresh you even as you refresh. Because we're going to sit by that well together. We're going to sit by that well together. And we're going to experience that living water. Mm. They're going to come in thirsty. They're going to come in empty. But they're going to leave full. They're going to leave overflowing. They're going to come in just almost beaten down with their, with their uh, teeth clenched in, 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 uh, in agony. But they're going to leave with tears of joy streaming down their face. Because there's going to be a divine instruction that will flow through you that will radically change their lives. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank You. I thank You. I thank You for the outpouring of Your Spirit. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. We declare, Father, that the radical move of the Holy Spirit is what a radical generation needs. They don't need religion. They need the power of the Holy Spirit. And so in Jesus' name, for every child you pray for and lay your hands on, God is saying, I'm not just giving you that child. I'm giving you the generations coming after them. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for a radical, powerful move of the Holy Spirit that makes it worth it all. There have been times when you said, is it worth it all? 
It's been so hard. Is it worth it all? Oh, the best is yet to come in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for every need met and a radical outpouring of your Spirit. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. No casual conversations. I mean, just, just even in casual conversations, Derek. I mean, there's just going to be times when you're just going to know that you know. And you're going to begin to explore. And as you explore, the Holy Spirit's going to go deeper and, than anything you've ever seen before. You're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus that's going to touch hearts and lives in places that others will not have access to. I'll open the door for you to go in and I'll give you favor. I'll give you favor for a reason. Favor for an eternal reason and an eternal purpose. And even as you give out, I'll give back more than you can ever give out. It's your time. It's your season. New places and opportunities are going to open in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for increase. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for a greater opportunity for increase. Spirit, soul, and body. Finances. Every area in the name of Jesus. The curse is broken. <laughs> and the blessing is flowing. In Jesus' name, we declare it and we decree it. And we thank you for it, Father. God is saying, I'm giving new wine. I'm giving new wine. I'm giving new wine for new wineskins. Because you've been willing and because you've been, oh yes, because you've been willing and because you've been open, I'm releasing new wine for new wine skins. Because you've been flexible and said, yes, Lord. You said yes to me. Even now, the new wine is pouring forth. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you. Oh, He restores our soul. He restores our soul. Oh, He leads us in paths of righteousness. He restoreth my soul. He leads me beside the still waters. Oh, oh, and He restores my soul. Oh, even in days ahead, you'll be able to minister to those where you've been, and you'll be able to help them. You'll be able to minister to them. You'll be able to give them a word, and they will know, how did you know that's how I felt? How did you know? How did you know? How did you know? And you'll be able to say, oh, Jesus knows. And He loves you. A word of comfort, grace, glory, encouragement. You'll, you'll identify and then you'll release the healing Word of God into areas of their soul, their mind, their emotions. Oh, Father, thank You. Thank You, Jesus. Lord, thank You for healing hands. Thank you for healing hands. There'll be times you won't say a word. It'll just be a touch. People will think you're going about your duties. They'll think you're just doing this, you're doing that. But your hands, says the Lord, are my hands. <laughs> oh, you are mine. And even as you go about your day, just know the precious heart from which you have cried out from has been heard. Oh, I make all things beautiful in my time. I make all things beautiful in my time. And even now, a healing is flowing not only from you, but in you. Even now, I am binding up and I am warming and I am stirring. And I just see it's like, it's like there's water flowing and God is saying, now it's time for that water to be stirring again, to be flowing again. Oh, there's a grace for this season of your life. 
There's a grace for this new place. A grace for this new place. The old has passed away. Oh, the former and the old is gone, and the new is here. And it's a, it's a, it's a love. It's a love that is warmer and more beautiful and more powerful than anything you've ever experienced before. Oh, you're going to shine, 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 shine. You're going to radiate. I mean, you're going to glow with the power and with the presence of Almighty God in fresh new ways. Times of refreshing are here. Times of refreshing are here. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All the elders and leaders, just prayer team, lift your hand. I want to pray over the leaders, pastors, all, all, of, the, all of you, Sunday school superintendents, everybody, whatever your title is, bless God. Missionaries, in Jesus' name, pray, intercessors, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we open ourselves and say, Holy Spirit, pour out your presence. Lord God, we thank you for a fresh move of your spirit. Anthony and Cindy, you're going to do, you carrying a fresh, I'm telling you, just be aware that you are bringing a fresh move of, your, of, of God's spirit where you're going. I'm talking about, woo, 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 woo. In Jesus' name, I'm telling you. Listen, get ready for your prayer meetings to take on another dimension. Get ready for your intercession to take on another dimension. Get ready for the call of God on you to take on another dimension. I'm just sensing in my spirit we're going to another level. Another level. Another level. Another level because the Holy Spirit is birthing it. And Jesus, I thank you. You are teaching us. Holy Spirit, you're our teacher. We're crying out. We're crying out, more, more, more. We're ready. Open the doors. We're ready. If you're still watching online, you need to pray about stepping out and getting out. And let's go. Let's get it going. Let's get going again. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even more so as that day approaches. I implore you from love. Let's get out there and let's allow the Holy Spirit to move again in our hearts and in our lives and allow Him to stir us to new places. It's time. This is a word for somebody. I believe it's here, but it's also online. The Lord says it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. Let's go. So, Father, we say yes to the moving of Your Spirit. We say yes to the moving of your spirit. We say yes to the moving of your spirit. Everybody stand with us for another two minutes and we'll be gone. If you're seated, just stand up one time and let's worship God. Let's, let's worship Him here at the altar. Seal this right now.
glory. All right, I want you to say this with me, and I want to know if you mean it. I want you to mean it. Say more. 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 Come on, say more. More, 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 more. You know, I'm not, I hope I'm not out of order. Fred and Barbara, would you come up here? I don't, you know, I don't know if this has been publicly announced yet. Is it okay if I, you know where I'm going? But uh, I want you all to lift your hands toward Fred and Barbara. Fred is going to run and is running for a city council in the city of Mobile. Come stand right here, brother. You and Barbara, because I'm going to tell you what. This is a team right here. They are anointed and appointed and, and such, a, such a blessing. <laughs> we love y'all. hope y'all know that. Susan and I, we're just, you guys are very, very precious and very special to us. Got a lot of years together. And boy, I'll tell you what, God's done a work. Whew. Man, God's done a work. But He's not through. But I just want you to lift your hands up here. And, I'm, and, and listen, you can do what you want with this, but he's, he got my endorsement. I'm voting for Fred. So anyway, lift your hands up here. And uh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for Fred and Barbara. Lord, I thank you for people who are willing to just get out of the boat. God, I just thank you. We're going to keep our eyes on Jesus, but we're going to walk on the water. God, I thank you. Man, this man's life was spared and saved for a lot of reasons. And Father, we're just in agreement that this is going to be one of them. So Fred and Barbara, we bless this endeavor. We want to do everything we can to help. But we say yes, and mostly what we want to do is we're going to bathe this in prayer with intercession. These people that are lifting their hands towards you right now are saying yes. And we love you, my brother and sister. We thank God for the calling and the gifts of God that are on you for the places that you are willing to go and for the avenues that you've taken that not everybody would say yes to. The message I preached this morning, y'all have lived it for years. Been led by the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. And I, I just speak over you that the gifts God's given you is going to continue to open doors. In places of influence. With people of influence. With people not only in the business community, but, but in government. Uh, in authority. Uh, people from every walk of life, but uh, people in the arts community. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you that there, there will be doors opened, even in the arts community, Father, from, from people that will say, when I look at what you do, there's something different about it. Can you explain it to me? And then, oh man, and then you're going to have a, a, a conversation at the well. You're going to have a lot of conversations around the well, Barbara. I mean, so many conversations around the well. It's going to be beautiful. I'm talking about people that knew God and then got off and, and they've gotten away and maybe religion turned them off. But I'm telling you, you're going to have a lot of conversations at the well as people come back to once again drink from those streams of living water. I bless you in Jesus' name. And Fred, I bless you. And my brother, we are in agreement and we are declaring for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, for such a time as this. Bless our city, Lord. Raise up righteous men and women, I pray, in the United States of America and in the city of Mobile. We decree it and we endorse in Jesus' name. I speak personally for myself and I say yes, Fred and Barbara, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord.
God bless you guys. We will see you next time. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at life-church.org.